Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Anyone else want to say, let's try that again? What a strange time we're going through this year. And even though you might be dreaming of rolling the clock back to January and starting again, I believe we can learn from our current situation instead. Maybe you're feeling guilty for not always being 100% productive all the time. Maybe you had big plans for your career and you've watched those come to a screeching halt. I'm here to tell you it's okay. It's normal. My business has changed too, so I'm grateful that I can help musicians and actors build confidence, get known, and achieve goals so that you can cultivate a thriving career in the arts without feeling overwhelmed or doubting yourself. I know that oftentimes it is fear and a lack of knowledge in certain areas that hold us back from achieving our goals. That's why to kickstart the fall of 2020, I'm offering a free coaching session just for you. Now, we can't start again, but we can move forward, making the best of what we have. Will you make the commitment to move forward? You can book a free session with me by visiting dianefoy.com slash thrive. And let's see if we can set you up to rock 2021. Now, today's guest is one of the most successful vocal coaches in North America. Lorraine Lawson is privileged to be the vocal coach for CTV's The Launch and season five of the hit show Shit's Creek. Other clients include Grammy nominee Kai, dance sensation Blake McGrath, Canadian superstars Roy Woods, Kara Isabella, Scott Hellman. She also works with musical theater and TV actors such as Ian Lake and Emily Hampshire. Deemed Canada's Mariah Carey by the National Post, Lorraine has released three critically acclaimed jazz and pop albums, countless dance singles, radio jingles, and has performed all over the world. Lorraine is the proud founder of Lawson Vocal Studios, where she's able to combine her years of experience coaching, recording, and performing. She is committed to providing singers with innovative programming and achieving exceptional results. You're going to learn a lot from her, so I'll get right to it. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So you have a lot of exciting things happening uh, this month oh. and next month. Tell me all so about much. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your program. It is uh, wonderful what is happening during this shutdown and then continued 
uh, concerns over COVID and obviously stopping the entertainment business almost to a halt. And so people like you who are continuing uh, to push on, and I think our company has been doing that as well, uh, pivoting as the word uh, is you know, often used these days, uh, to online programs. And so, yes, we have been particularly busy with launching our very first online contest called Becoming. Submissions closed on Friday, and now we have an industry panel reviewing those submissions, and they will select the top 12 in two categories under 18 and over 18 who will perform on a live finale on August 19th and August 20th in front of a different industry panel. So it is a truly an opportunity of a lifetime for these artists, not only to participate in a contest, which really pushed the envelope, had them present themselves uh, as artists in their video package, but then to be seen by an industry panel made it really exciting for them I hope yeah great opportunity and also it, it shows you you know how they perform under pressure and and get in front of um, a new audience it's amazing exactly and I'm not sure that this online platform would have even been on our radar had COVID not hit the world the way that it has and the industry as a whole has to think about ways to connect to an audience and ways for artists to continue to grow and develop. And as we were just talking about your own business and the importance of artists really building a sense of community so that they have measurable results, so that they know where they stand and how they can develop themselves to that next level. And I think that's always uh, a challenge for Canadian artists because our country is so huge and the access to mentorship and um, people to really help them get to that next level up until COVID just wasn't available. So now everyone's moving online. Everyone is offering their services online and we're embracing the online experience um, so much so that we've seen such a growth in the artists right through the spring. We ran online programs and we couldn't believe how people participated. I mean, there's such a hunger in an artist to want to connect, like I said, to themselves, to each other, to their audience. And so we're just uh, trying to do whatever we can to provide more and more opportunities for artists to grow. Cool. So you weren't doing online stuff before? No, I have always coached artists, uh, Grammy-nominated artists like Kai. She was on a world tour with a huge uh, DJ named Flume at one point, or Roy Woods, who signed to OVO as a big client of mine for the last many years. Um, Schitt's Creek cast, Emily Hampshire, um, I've worked with as well online. So when it's more of that established artist or actor that is in need of instant coaching, uh, wherever they are in the world, that I've always done and have been okay. doing for a number of years, but not the emerging artist or developing artists, we've always done in person. So this is a huge change and shift. And we ran over 35 programs from April to now this contest. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's, that's busy. amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not just private coaching, but all of the different artist development, uh, power of performance get plugged in, which was more of a music industry uh, workshop. We've had songwriting workshops. We've had, 
you know, learning how to accompany yourself on guitar, ukulele, piano, um, really development uh, on every level. And, and our community at large has really found us and, and participated with us all the way through. Cool. Yeah. I've always been coaching online, but even so, some a lot of my clients are Toronto because that's who I know um, sure. <laughs> or who know me. But, you sure. know, if you go online, that opens up a whole world, you know. Well, now, and think about that artist in Winnipeg or, you know, Saskatoon or Newfoundland or Victoria. And they just didn't have the same access to someone like yourself or someone like myself right. before. And now they do. So even though it's been a shock to our industry, like I said earlier, I think that there is uh, a huge benefit to the emerging artists all across Canada who really haven't had access to mentorship before. Yeah. And now it's all available or becoming mm -hmm. available. That's great. Mm -hmm. And so COVID's actually had a great effect on your business. It's, it's opened up new doors, I guess. It has. I mean, on one level, you know, when one door closes, another opens, as mm -hmm. they <laughs> say. So, you know, to not be able to run our in-person programs where we do think of coaching uh, with the greatest success, in particular physical coaching. So if you're really planning a set, I do choreography and, and staging for, you know, Delaney Jane, Elijah Woods and Jamie Fine, Olivia Lunny, all these amazing artists from the launch. Um, but even Roy Woods in preparation for his tour with Drake, I'll do choreographing of the whole set with an artistic director or how to really uh, build that performance uh, from start to finish. That's best in person. There's no question. Nothing's going to yeah. replace that. But if you don't have access, we figured let's put it online. And so we are offering for the first time a free uh, performance masterclass this Friday, two o'clock live from Noble Street Studios, which again, people have never had access to the inside of that gorgeous, gorgeous uh, main room that they have and where so many Canadian and uh, international artists have recorded whenever they're in Toronto. Noble Street Studios is known for The weekend and Shawn Mendes, Alessia Carr, and the list goes on and on and on for a place uh, to record. So we thought, what a cool venue to do a live Zoom workshop from. Oh, cool. And will it be available afterwards as a replay? It will. And this is our first time ever offering that. So it is free. Uh, for anyone who wants it. And all they have to do is uh, the link in the bio um, from at Lawson Vocal Studios um, on Instagram or on our website, LawsonVocalStudios.com. Uh, they can get their free ticket through Eventbrite. And then it will be made available for purchase. If you are not able to join us at two o'clock, uh, we will edit it into a program that you can buy. Okay, wonderful. Cool. Mm -hmm. And I also saw that you have a book out, The Power of well, Performance, Becoming exactly. the Artist You're Meant to Be. I love exactly. that title. Exactly. Thank you so much. And I co-wrote it with Mary Lou Zahalen, who is the head of commercial performance at Sheridan College, uh, the only program of its kind within the musical theater degree uh, that offers commercial performance. And as we know, contemporary musical theater has been infusing pop music for many, many, many years. So she has been a leader uh, in her industry to offer that 
program and I coached with her uh, for 15 years at Sheridan College. So this uh, book really is a workbook for artists of all levels, all genre to have guided questions, have guided exercises, to really dive deeper into who they are um, as artists, and then really strategic planning of a live performance and a live show, and finding those moments to engage an audience uh, within your set. So it is a very detailed workbook um, that we're really proud of putting together, and it has been available and will be available on Amazon and other uh, publishers as well. Great. And so what first drew you to music? Because you've had a performing career as well. And I still do. I mean, that was a huge thing, too, to shut down, um, because I have been performing probably professionally since the age of 15. I went to Etobicoke School of the Arts as a dance major, musical theater minor. And in my final OAC year, I switched that to drama and music uh, voice as my major. That led me to study musical theater at AMDA um, in New York City and then eventually Humbrook College doing a music program there based in jazz. Um, but that really opened up my whole world into arranging and writing songs and playing an instrument. And, you know, all of it you can see builds on itself. So I have been performing, as I said, professionally since 15, recording uh, tons of dance singles that really have been quite famous around the world since I was 16. And when COVID hit, I even said to people like, this is crazy. I haven't been to a recording studio. You know, usually I would be in a recording studio once or twice a week. I haven't yeah. stood on a stage live and I would be doing that at least once or twice a week my entire life. So it, it was a shock to me mm -hmm. uh, yeah. as, as my artists, even the artists that I work with, I can relate. You know, you crave the audience, you crave that exchange. Um, and so now it's just, you know, we have to go inside and we have to build our skills. Don't look at this as a loss. Look at it as a time to grow and develop. And I'm growing along with all the artists that I work with. I'm doing it right with them. Yeah, it's a challenge. You got to think outside the box and and push your comfort zone and try to figure out a new way of doing things. You really do. Um, and what I have found in opening Lawson Vocal Studios, which was five years ago, um, I wanted to bring that sense of community that you have in the musical theater uh, program or stage production um, or even acting training. It's often in a group or dance training. It's in a group environment. So I started that five years ago, immediately running artist development programs two times a year so that there would be this sense of community. Um, and around your colleagues, you can really grow even to another level. So by putting them online, we have found that people are craving that interactive experience. Often an artist's journey or a musician's journey is by themselves. Uh, you know, they practice alone. They're writing songs maybe with another person. You're going into a recording studio with a producer. And so it's not uh, as collaborative as people might think. Not until really the live stage show, you know, whatever that might tour with a band and so on, a crew, uh, becomes more interactive. So I think by building it into our programs, artists are really enjoying that sense of community, family, connection, 
um, and helping each other realize that you're not alone, that, hey, I can learn from this person and I can grow along with that person right beside me. When did you transition or add vocal coaching to what you'd offer? That is such a good question. And I get asked it all the time. So remember, I was a dance major and have right. been dancing right. since the age of four. Um, so I always taught dance. I was always the choreographer. I was always the dance captain of almost every group show, you know, from gosh, church productions, like you name it. I, I was always putting groups of people together, organizing them, stand here, let's do this, let's make it better, let's blah, 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 blah. And so even when I went to college, people would start asking me, how are you singing that? Or could you help me sing like you do? Uh, so it seemed like a natural transition for me to get into coaching. And I've been doing it really probably since 20, 21 years of age. Wow. And, um, and, and also I was just going to add to that, that, you know, for many years that grew into working with producers and managers and people who knew me to help shape and mentor a younger artist that they were working with. Um, and so I've just been doing that for years. And it was only five years ago that I decided that I would turn it into a business. Okay. So it was more just on the side before. Correct. Cool. What do you love most about coaching? Well, I love transformation. You know, I love this idea, whether I'm a performer or a coach, to me, it's the same. What I can do in this moment right now matters. I can change someone's life right now in the moment by offering a tip or a trick or just a little insight from my own experience. And when I see the, the lies uh, light up inside or someone achieving something that they haven't achieved before, or if I can perform on a stage and transform the room, right? Really making sure that I'm connecting to the people in the room and knowing that I can have an effect on their mood on this moment in time, this is the same, whether I'm coaching or performing, it's the same, very satisfying place to sing that amazing note in that moment and know that I'm affecting someone in the moment. Yeah, it's very powerful. Like I, I, that's one thing I, I guess I didn't expect when I went into coaching. Um, I'm just thinking, I'm just going to help them. I'm going to teach them things. And then, <laughs> you know, after a couple of sessions, people are like having life changing, you know, shifts. And I did that. <laughs> it's like really that, cool. And it's yeah. so incredible, isn't it? And, and to know that the music industry, I've often quoted uh, myself many, many times saying this, and I know you can relate, is that it is the equalizer in the room. So dance, acting, there's definitely a hit that you can only play a certain character. The color of your skin matters. Your age matters. But in music, it doesn't. In music, anyone can come into a room and can absolutely bring value and uh, have instant results. And if they're willing to dive into themselves, just that little bit, like you said, with the coaching that you do, you can absolutely change someone's life. And you can create maybe uh, write the most amazing song with someone who's never written a song before, or shed a little light on who they are as a human being that maybe just makes them feel so much better about this dream that they have, 
you know, to become an artist, but they didn't think about something before or uh, realize that if I just do this, I can actually build a fan base if I do this, this and this. So there's so many possibilities in music with no limits. And as long as we as coaches, but also just as artists stay open and collaborative, that there's no right or wrong. It's really just being open, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think um, a lot of artists are maybe stuck in that DIY, do everything yourself and don't spend money on anything. And, and I think it keeps them stuck because I've discovered even from, I was totally 100% DIY for many years, did everything myself. And then I started, you know, joining coaching programs and hiring people and, and it just gets you where you want to go faster. How amazing is that? <laughs> for sure. And you know, there's an element here to the music business, which is called a business. Yeah. And so it, it is almost insane to think that you can excel at this industry without investing, without spending some money, without learning about the business. Uh, and I think that that has been in the forefront too with the COVID uh, situation because especially in Canada, it was about making records and touring those records. Uh, but now with no touring, you realize that you have to think outside the box and really treat yourself like it's your own business. Be an entrepreneur. And the only way to do that is to grow, to invest in yourself with coaches like yourself um, who are going to help mentor you to look at what you're doing beyond the music. So what I say to everyone is the music is a given. Stop thinking about your music is good enough to get you to the next level. It's about how you can reach people. And that takes a whole other skill set. And that's where building relationships with other business people uh, and business mentors, um, project management, uh, PR, you know, it, it, it's all part of that. You can hire. You don't need necessarily a manager or an agent, although those are wonderful uh, pieces to the puzzle. But you can be your own manager, your own agent your own distributor, you know, <laughs> but you've got to learn from these people who are going to help you gain those skills and reach an audience. Cause without it, it doesn't matter how great that song is. It's yeah. oversaturated. The market is oversaturated now. Every, you know, when I was an artist and I put out three CDs of my own plus countless singles, I can't even tell you. And prior to that in my twenties, I probably made at least 20 albums that no one heard. And yeah. those 20 albums, because there was a gatekeeper, you had to go through the major label, you know, to have your music released. So now anyone can release anything. And if the artist can really think of themselves as an entrepreneur, as their own uh, captain of their ship, so to speak, um, man, they can really do some incredible things. Yeah, it's so amazing. Um, so what are some of your tips for caring for your voice and also I'm curious about auditions hmm. well it's so funny when I became the vocal coach or got offered to be the vocal coach for CTV's The Launch uh, one of the producers asked me what should the singers have in their dressing room uh, you know just to make sure that their voices were wonderful and feeling great and I said water 
because I think that uh, everyone wants sort of like that magic pill to lose 20 pounds and someone yeah. wants <laughs> a magic pill to become a great singer. And the only way to achieve both of those things is through diligent, regular daily practice. Uh, so as a vocal coach, I'm going to tell you, you have to develop your muscle of singing um, and sing correctly. Um, in a way that achieves the results that you want consistently. So I don't believe in following a technique. And I think that's how I've built, built a reputation is that um, I don't think that there's a right or a wrong in the music industry, period. I'm just choosing. I'm choosing to sing, ah. I'm choosing to go, ah, soft or loud, or maybe short or long, this note, that note. It's irrelevant as long as I own the choice that I'm making and I can do it again. Consistency is longevity in this business. And without consistency, you're going to fail. So it, I don't think it matters how you sing, but as long as you can keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to take care of your own voice, it's good to almost keep a diary, I would say, and say, you know what, I'm sensitive to people ask me about dairy or they're asking me about cold drinks or you know, I don't really care, like whatever works for you. But again, it's that consistency is the key. So if something is blocking you, stopping you too much strain, thinking of, you know, high notes as uh, difficult, we often strain and then we're not able to reproduce the notes that we're supposed to. Uh, that's number one. And then the other question that you had, um, forgive me, was you said, uh, tips for auditions. What was it? You auditions? said something else. Oh. Oh, for auditions. Exactly, Audition, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, you know, auditioning. Yeah, auditions. So, um, again, you know, it was a huge audition right now is online. You have to submit whether it's for the voice, whether it's for the launch, whether it's for our online uh, contest that we just ran. Everything is through a video submission including musical theater auditions and have been for some time. So they're not holding the same open call auditions that they once did. You have to often put together some kind of reel and that is a skill in and of itself. Uh, again, connecting to a camera, that small little, you know, camera at the end of a phone or an iPad or a beautiful video camera um, and really sell yourself. Um, your skills are a given. So can you sell you? That would be my biggest tip. You have to know what you're committed to, who you are, what makes you memorable, and try to convey it through that small little camera. Yeah, I guess that is a whole other challenge than um, in-person auditions that used to be the norm. Well, and I've been coaching uh, a few people, some Broadway musicals, one in particular that's going on right now is a K-pop musical that's being put on. So I've been coaching some people for that. Um, yeah, it's all moving online also due to COVID. Yeah. Um, so it is an art. It's an art to do an audition through a video submission. And what were you doing for uh, Schitt's Creek? Was it uh, the the one artist that's on there for that was singing. I seem to remember. Uh, well, I was so lucky because in season five, they, the whole town put on the musical cabaret. <laughs> oh, and yes. I had already worked with Emily Hampshire, who, who plays Stevie. 
Uh, she her. also plays a role on 12 Monkeys. She is incredible and she's so much fun uh, as a human being. She's just extraordinary. Um, but we worked together on a couple of uh, challenges that she had for her character on 12 Monkeys had to sing. So I've already worked with her on those two shows. So she brought me into Shit's Creek to work with her and um, the guy who plays Patrick and a few of the other characters ended up singing um, a few songs. I think they did five songs in total from the musical. Okay. Amazing. It was amazing. Cool. Um, what else? Mm -hmm. I was also curious about what are tips for when someone is going on tour, not that people are doing that right now, or if you're on Broadway and you got to do like eight mm -hmm. shows a week, how do you protect your voice or care for your voice mm -hmm. in that kind of situation where it needs to be on so many times? Well, I think, again, what makes me a unique vocal coach is that I am a working professional singer. And not many vocal coaches are. Many vocal coaches sort of shifted to coaching at some point in their education as a means to, you know, make a living, as I also did in my 20s. But because I continued to be a professional working singer, the demands on me uh, have been varied, whether I was doing musical theater productions or um, short tours. I used to sing background vocals with Glass Tiger on a, you know, national tour. And, um, and then obviously all the corporate work and private shows that I do, as I said, at least twice a week since I was, gosh, 16, 18. So there are, there's a few things around it. Number one is I learned very quickly that the producers and directors of shows don't really care what our process is. Just do it. Yeah. It's up to us to know. Yeah how to do it and what I need to do today to begin that consistency on page. So I have to be disciplined. We have Zubin, who's the musical director for Sean Mendez and a colleague that I've worked with him over many years, different artists uh, that he's been the musical director and I've been the coach. Um, and I'm on to one of our webinars um, as a special guest. And his, I ask many people, um, who come on, what makes a standout artist? What makes an artist, in your opinion, really excel? And he's the first person who's used the word discipline. But it's something that I use in my coaching all the time. If you're not disciplined, if you don't take responsibility for your voice, no one else is going to. And we've seen that over and over. Uh, too many artists cannot tour. Uh, they make beautiful records and albums and the fans love them. And when they go to sing, they can't. So either they're lip syncing part of the show or running partial track or God, you have to cancel a tour. And, you know, we have to remember that we're responsible. We're the quarterback really of a football team at some level in your career. You recognize that if your voice doesn't work, think about how many people that affects in terms of their livelihood and, and their counting on you to again deliver consistently. So it is important to work with either yourself alone or a coach and establish some sense of routine that you can be disciplined. And when you wake up in the morning, I always say, 
you sort of have to do a little test. Oh, that sounded great. Ah, ah, oh, gosh, today it didn't <laughs> sound great. What am I going to do? And you better have a good arsenal of um, exercises and tricks and tips to know what you need to do to get that voice working uh, for whatever the show might be at morning, noon, or night uh, to be able to deliver. Just like right. any professional right. person, right? This is not, you're not exclusive of the word professional, right? The word professional means that there's a consistency to your delivery and your performance and that you're able to produce results. So that means owning your craft and putting in the time necessary to building the skills to be able to produce those results. Right. right. Who, who have been some of your mentors and influences? Oh my gosh, the list is so long. <laughs> uh, the list is so long. I have to say from grade nine, Barbara Young, the founder of music and musical theater program at Etobicoke School of the Arts, which was the first publicly funded school in Canada of its kind, really following that fame type of school environment, um, mentored me from grade nine. She saw a leadership quality in me and she put me in charge of rehearsals or in the class um, and really treated me as her equal. And that's sort of where I, I recognized that this idea of equality in music, um, there is no hierarchy. You need, again, the, you know, the show must go on. So it doesn't matter how much experience you've had as long as you're there to help that show come off with the greatest results possible. Um, so she mentored me very much in that. <clears throat> And I have to say, Mary Lou Zahalen is a massive influence on me as well, noticing something in my coaching and continued to ask me back for 15 years to teach this class with her um, at Sheridan College Commercial Performance, um, which really got me to observe many, many singers at once. So instead of the one-on-one -on -one experience, which I had some experience in, already coaching, but to do it on a mass, you know, 27, 45 people in a class and try to get instant results. Uh, that only makes you better to do that, to build those skills, to take notes, to observe. She really helped me um, to build those skills. And I owe both of those women an awful lot of gratitude. And the list goes on. I can't tell you how many people I've shared the stage with and I learn from each and every time, you know, I work with them. So, you know, in Canada, we have such incredible musicians, um, world class, you know, and every time we get on a stage, it feels like it's the first time. So I, I just learn from anyone who's willing to say yes. And if they do say yes, that they participate at their highest level, the list is countless <laughs> people who've influenced me. Really, Amazing. and truly. Mm -hmm. um, so what is your why? Why do you do what oh. you do? Oh, my God. Love it. Um, you're just awesome. I've got to say you're amazing. So, Thank you. Yeah, knowing <laughs> why is huge, isn't it? You know, having a purpose. It's everything. Um, having a, it's everything. Amen, yeah. Having a sense of purpose is key, and my sense of purpose is making a difference. My commitment is to be inspiring and inspired and interesting and interested to each and every person I work with. And they feel it. They know it. 
I'm fully present to this conversation with you as I would be to the next moment that I have to do something. And it's a skill, again, you learn that. It is not something you're given. And I tell people this all the time. Most artists ask, you know, if you ask them, uh, not necessarily why, but what do you want more than anything? It's usually to feel more confident. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of part and parcel of being an artist is to be slightly neurotic and in desperate need of validation at all times. You right. know, you're looking for validation from our mentors and we're looking for validation from our music producers. We're looking for validation from our managers, our agents, and most certainly the audience. Um, but confidence comes from building skills. And I have to tell you that as a coach, I recognize that being present um, is when I can make the greatest difference in someone's life. And so my full purpose is that to make a difference right now, not in 10 weeks. You don't have to do something with me uh, for weeks and weeks on end to see results that I'm committed to. And in fact, if I've done my job well, for example, I've worked with Scott Hellman. I mean, the list of Canadian artists that I've worked with, Blake McGrath, um, you know, Kai, Grammy nominated, uh, it's just huge. The list is massive. If I've done my job well, you don't need me anymore. Right. That's my goal. And that's why I do it. I want artists to feel more confident in themselves and to be more uh, self-generating and initiating their own career. Wonderful. And where can people find you online? So you can find me on Instagram, Lorraine underscore Lawson. And of course, at LawsonVocalStudios.com, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. All you have to do is Google it and you'll find me. Cool. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and for doing these podcasts because it is about mentorship isn't it and obviously you're committed to that as well and uh, and I thank you for having me thanks so much it was so great to hear all that Lorraine offers to help performers thrive and her passion amazing be sure to check out the online workshops that she offers and if you want to take advantage of my free coaching session offer visit dianefoy.com thrive and for links and a transcript Visit singdanceactthrive.com slash 050. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers.